Charles was saying there, we are so dependent on the Holy Spirit, aren't we? And what I, what I want to say this morning is, you know, it could be quite obvious, but actually allow the Holy Spirit to, to speak to you. Allow the Holy Spirit to highlight stuff in your life that maybe needs to change a bit. Um, I, I don't know whether to apologize for speaking English or not. <laughs> I do apologize that perhaps we should have learned a bit more Afrikaans. But uh, um, we, as Charles said, we're from the UK originally. 20 odd years ago, we came out to Johannesburg and then came down to Cape Town about five, five years ago. Our kids did their secondary and tertiary education here, but they're all back and living and working in London now. We've got three. Um, we're based in Cape Town itself, in City Bowl, part of Josh Jen there, one of how many? 40-odd congregations we've got now across the Southern Cape mainly. What a privilege it is to be part of what God is doing in this nation. It's, it's special, but... Um, we need to keep in tune with him. We need to keep in tune with him. And we also, God's calling us to, to much. There's lots that we need to do. There's lots that God wants to do in this country. But we need to keep well. We need to stay well and look after ourselves so that we can look after others. And that's some of what we were looking at yesterday. Uh, Self-care. Um, with, with the leaders, and just so that you're not left out, um, let's just have a, a quick look at some of the things. If we get the first slide here. Um, we looked at this verse in, in Luke chapter 10. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your might. How do, we've got to love the Lord with everything that we are. And in order to be able to do that, we need to keep well. And if you, if you look at this, it says all your heart, which is your spiritual, all your soul, which is your emotional being, all your strength, which is your physical, all your mind, which is your mental. How well are you in all of those areas? How are you doing? How is your spiritual life, your mental life, your... A physical life and what we were really looking at yesterday was our emotional life because sometimes we don't give that enough attention especially us guys guys um, we are emotional God has made us in his image he's made us um, mind body soul and spirit and we've got to look after each part of us and it's not easy it's we're in a fight here the devil wants us tired, stressed, wiped out, burnt out, because then we're not very effective. But if we keep well, if we keep well in every area of our life, then we can be effective for the Lord, and we can be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit's doing and where he's leading. Um, so I want to look at um, not just keeping well in ourselves, but keeping well with what God's given us. And there are four aspects of um, what 
four different things that I believe God's put into our hands. There are, plenty, there are probably more, but I'm going to look at four this morning. Um, of what we can look after so that we can give. We are a people who give. Um, it's, it's not on this, this particular slide, but, you know, Josh Jen, one of, our, one of our mottos, whatever, is dying to live. We, we, we live for the others, for the rest. We die to ourselves so that we can live for the world, so that we can see others come to Christ, so that we can ha impact the world. But actually, mostly so that we can be sons and daughters of the King. He's got plenty for us to do. He's given us good works to do. But actually, he enjoys it most probably when we're sitting at home in his presence enjoying him. And we've got to be, we've got to be well to be able to do that. Have we, have we got space left to be able to do that? Um, so if we were to have a title, I would say God is unpredictable. But is there space in your life, in your heart, for the unexpected? Is there space in your life and in your heart for God to do the unexpected? In today's society, and even us in the church, we're probably living right up to the limit. We are maxed, well, I hope we're not, but many people are maxed out on debt. They're living in with high stress levels. We're running from one thing to another, especially the youngsters in, in, in Cape Town. They're just on the go the whole time. Are you late for meetings or events? Are you too tired to do things by the time you get home? Most of you will know the story of Boaz and Ruth. Um, I'm going to read it to us. We'll read it together in a minute. And how Ruth came with her mother-in-law and her sister, and they um, started gleaning a field, which turned out to be Boaz's field, because they had nothing. There were strangers and foreigners in the land. And, well, let's read the verse and take it from there. So Deuteronomy chapter 24. When you are harvesting in your field and you overlook a sheaf, do not go back and get it. Leave it for the foreigner, the fatherless, the widow, so that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. And when you beat the olives from your trees, do not go over the branches a second time. Leave what remains for the foreigner and the fatherless and the widow. And when you harvest your grapes in the vineyard, do not go over the vines again. Leave what remains for the foreigner, the fatherless, and the window, widow. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that is why I command you to do this. So, God laid it down as a commandment for the Israelites that they were not to harvest around the edges. They were not to harvest over again. They were to leave something. And when I was, I, God brought this to my attention a few years back. And actually, he wants us to live with margins in our lives. He wants us to live with space around the edges for others. He wants us 
to have something left over so that we can give. So, how are you doing? How are the margins in your life? How are the spaces at the edge of your lives? And as I say, let's look at, at four different things. I want to look at our time, our energy, our rest, our Sabbathing, and our wallets. How are your margins with those things? Do you have time? Do you have energy? Are you well rested? Do you have money left over? And I think God's wanting just to focus on this because he wants us to be very intentional with these things. It's very easy. We've, we've got plenty of time. Actually, no, we don't. Once it's gone, it's gone. He doesn't want us to be waste, wasteful. He wants us to be very intentional with every rand in our wallet, every ounce of energy that we have, every second of every day. And time is really one of the most valuable commodities God's given us. He's given us 70 score years plus 10 and maybe a few more or less. We can never get it back again. So how are we using it? If we look at Jesus, he, always, he often withdrew himself so that he could go and spend time with his father and refresh himself with his, with his dad. He was busy. There was always somebody wanting his attention. There was always someone being brought to him for healing. His disciples were always saying, explain that. What did you mean by that? But he always found time to get away and be with his father. Let's just have a look at that verse in John 5. Truly, truly, I so Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees his father doing. For whatever the father does, the son does likewise. So what are you doing? What am I doing with my time? How are we spending it? Are we being wise? Are you doing what you see the Father doing? Do you have time for your family? Do you have time to visit the, the widows amongst us? Do you have time to visit those in hospital? Do you have time to go and help someone? Do you have time to be just a friend of Jesus? Just a friend of Jesus. That's probably one of our highest callings, is to be a friend of Jesus. When did you last look at your to-do list and say, Jesus, what do you want me to do today? Just like Jesus used to with his father, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to spend this day? Who do you want me to visit? When did you clear your diary and just give it to Jesus? Just to think and pray. To give yourself some headspace. That initial slide that we looked at. 
It's about, it's about keeping full up. We need, to keep, we need to keep our bodies well, minds well, souls and spirits. When did you last give yourself time to do that? We need to look after ourselves. So what works for you? We'll come on to that perhaps in a bit. God's given us plenty of time. But what does he want you to do? What does he want me to do? God's given us energy too. Gives us food to eat. And we can use that. And we need to look after, as I say, we need to look after ourselves. And it, focus, it's not just about me. This is not a, this is not a preach about self-preservation. This is about looking after myself what God's given me so that I can give out. The river comes in so that the river can go out. Otherwise it's blocked and it overflows and there's a flood. But God's given us time, energy, money so that we can use it and give it away. Use it for him. So let's look at energy. The, our, our, our spiritual, emotional, physical and mental elements to us all interlinked. If you're, low on, if you're low on your physical energy, you're probably going to be low on your spiritual energy too and your mental energy. But God's given us energy. He wants us to use it well. He wants us to look after it. So that, yes, it's to give away, but it's so that we can love the Lord our God at the end of the day, it's about loving Jesus so that we can love him with all our heart, all our soul, with all our mind, with all our, 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 our body. I just want to talk about the concept of Sabbathing, resting. And I think this probably will help if you're struggling with your time and your energy, I think Sabbathing may help. Learning to rest may help solve a lot of both of those other things. I don't, I'm not, I don't intend to give you a full doctrinal breakdown of what the Sabbath is, but I do feel that it's a principle that we probably overlook quite a lot in this day and age. The principle of rest. And um, it's actually the fourth commandment. Um, in Exodus 28, it says, it's 20 verse 8 rather, it says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It is the fourth commandment. doesn't mean that we now have to keep a specific day holy because Jesus came to fulfill the law. But there is an element of um, principle that we need to adhere to, to stick to, to keep. Um, Mark 2.27 says, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And then Hebrews 4 verse 9 says, so then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. God gave us, God intended for us to rest. Now he called it a Sabbath and the Jewish nation still does 
have a day off on Saturday or Sunday whenever they do it. I don't think that's necessarily what God's calling us to, but he does require us to rest. Jesus said so as well. Jesus rested. And what does that look like? I don't believe for a minute that it means sitting around watching television all day or Netflix or whatever you do. Um, but I do think it's resting from your normal work. It's having time for your family and friends. It's having time to worship Jesus. It's intentionally giving yourself time to think and pray. Also, to do things that re-energize re you. What do you enjoy doing? I like reading. I like listening to music. I occasionally like hiking. What, what works for you? You've got to find things that re-energize you. Because God gives us all things to enjoy. And he wants us to find things where we find him. Do you remember that... Um, you probably don't, but that f old film, Chariots of Fire. You do, Milani. <laughs> and he was, he was a, a runner in the 1920-something Olympics, 30 Olympics. And he was, a, he was a Christian, and he wouldn't run on a Sunday. But... Um, People, other other people, Christians were saying to him, "Why, why are you making, why are you making such a big deal out of running? What's, why don't you just go and serve the Lord somewhere else?" And he said, "Because when I run, God made me fast, and when I run, I feel His pleasure. God made me fast. He didn't make me fast, but." God made me a good fisherman, and when I fish, I feel his pleasure. Whatever it is for you, I'm not a good fisherman. Charles's dad is. But what, what gives you pleasure? Because that's how God's wired you. Find your pleasure, and don't give your whole life to it. Don't spend five days a week doing it. But what gives you pleasure? We, have, we had a friend in the UK. Well, we've still, he's still alive. But um, he... <laughs> the, the, other, the other gentleman who I'm speaking of, Bryn Jones. You may or may not have heard of Bryn Jones. He was um, a broke open the apostolic... Quite a, quite a number of apostolic churches into the UK and the United States in the 70s, 80s. And... Um, he was a wonderful man. He's now gone home. But um, our friend Gareth, what, towards the end of Bryn's life, said to him, what would you have done differently? You've ministered into Europe and Asia, um, built churches across these continents. What, but what would you have done differently? And Bryn said to him, I would have Sabbathed more. And Gareth said, well, why didn't you? Why didn't you take rest more and have more time off? And he said, I was just too busy. And, he th and then he said, 
And if I had, I wouldn't have made some of the decisions that I did make. Not that everything crumbled, but there were probably some other things he would have done differently because he would have given time to see what his father was doing. He was a wonderful man. I don't, I don't criticize anything that he did. I loved him. But he admits he might have done things differently if he had rested more and given God more time and space to think and pray. I think, I think resting is key. It gives us headspace. As I said earlier, we're just run, we can get too busy. We can start running from one thing to another. But where's Jesus in that? Where's, where's the Holy Spirit leading you in that? And I think we just need to set time aside for the Holy Spirit to speak to us, for Jesus to speak to us. And I think it's, it's hard. It's actually a spiritual battle. And we need to be very aware of that because the devil does not want us to do this. But it, so we're in a fight. We're in a fight for his kingdom. We're in a fight for fulfilling all the purposes of God in our own lives. But we need to, we, so we need to be very intentional about that. If you don't rest, you probably are pretty low on energy and your stress levels are probably, probably pretty high. So. This morning, just allow the Holy Spirit. Even let's, right now, let's just stop. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? What do I need to change this week, this month, to do things differently? Yes, I mean, as I said, what do I do? I, I read. I like listening to music. I have a particular bent for rock guitarists, but <laughs> that's what I like. That's how it rolls. Um, I like to get out and see and smell and hear the sea as well. I didn't used to be able to do that much in Joburg, but I can in Cape Town. So I like doing that. Sometimes we go for hikes, sometimes I just get on my bike and go for a two-hour ride, motorbike, that is. <laughs> but as I said, Liz and, Liz and I are finding it really difficult. It's hard when there's so much to actually say, got to rest, got to rest, build time out. And I encourage you, take time out. Okay. And the last one, money. This is where it really hits home, isn't it? How are the margins in your wallet? How are the margins in your bank account? Um, I trust that we're all tithing and giving and paying our taxes and um, all those sort of things, saving up perhaps into a savings account and a pension. But after all that and the shopping's done, how much is left over, really? How much is there for the widow and the fatherless and the foreigner?
Do you have time? Do you have money, rather, to give away? Do you have money to be generous with, to be hospitable with? Do you know any foreigners or widows or orphans where you can actually bless them? I believe, I believe we'll always have time, money, and resources, and energy to do what God wants us to do. My parents worked for a mission called the Overseas Missionary Fellowship, which was born out of the China Inland Mission, which Hudson Taylor um, set up. In, he was one of the first missionaries into China. And one of his quotes is, God's will, done God's way, will never lack God's resources. God's will done God's way will never lack God's resources. God is a resourceful God. We just need to get in line with his will and his ways so that there are plenty of resources to be able to use. And God gives us resources. He's calling us to be faithful. It's, it's, an act of, it's a walk of faith. We can only do this by his spirit. We can only do this by his spirit. So what is Jesus asking you to do? I think we, there's some things that we need to change. Let's be honest with ourselves. Maybe you need to change your lifestyle a bit. Maybe you need to change some of your habits. Maybe you need to change the way you think. Be honest with yourself. How, how are you using your time, energy, and resources? Are your priorities good? Are they in line with what the Father has spoken to you today? It's these are, these are hard things, but I really believe that God wants, God wants us so full of him, so aligned with his will. Because then, actually, when the river's flowing, it's quite easy. It's full of life. We know after the rains have come, the rivers just flow. And somehow there's fish in there, and somehow there's all sorts of life. Um, and it's easy when the rain comes there's plenty of the river is plentiful so we just need to get under God's waterfall start imagining yourself right there right now just do that right now you're by us, you've been on a hike you're just standing under the waterfall it's cool, it's refreshing. The river's flowing over you. The Holy Spirit's flowing over you right now. What is he refreshing? What are those things that you need to just put right? How are you using your time? How are you using your resources? How are you using your energy? How are you using your money? Just... 
Allow that river to wash over you. Holy Spirit, come right now. Come right now, Holy Spirit. Come and speak to each one of us. God, will you? If there's any here that need to repent and put things right, who have not been aligning themselves to what you've been saying, who have not sought, even sought out what you've been saying, God, come and help us by your Spirit. Come and, come and bring us back into line with who you are, first of all, and what you've called us to do. Holy Spirit, if there's anyone who, I'm going to leave it there, but if there's anyone who wants prayer, if there's anyone who feels that they just need help, they need the power of the Spirit to, to work in them, can I just ask you all to stand? It's much easier that way. If there's anyone that needs, feels they just need the Holy Spirit to help them make space, to help them find margins. Life's too busy, life's, you haven't got enough money at the end of the month, or there's not enough month left at the end of your money. God, if, if you feel that's you, please come forward, Let's, we'd love to pray for you. So ek, ek, voel, ek voel dat ons moet respond vir oogend in die woord, ek, ek doen, en ek sê dit elke sondag, as <laughs> alsof iets is wat die Heere my heel tyd, is calling us to repentance this morning, en ek voel die, die een ding wat baie sterk deurgekom het vir my die hele naweek, en dit was briljant weer vir oogend, is, geniet jylle nog die lewe? <laughs> hey? Are you enjoying God? Are you enjoying life? And, and I, I honestly feel it's something we need to repent of, if we're not. Because otherwise we're running on empty. We're running so hard, we're running on empty. Are you enjoying God? I had a prophetic word, I think it's about two, three years ago. No, a bit more. Yeah, about three years ago, we um, Kim Dabot gave me a word. She said, she sees me playing golf but not enjoying it. Well, golf is quite difficult, so most of the time you don't enjoy it, but she's talking about my life. Okay, She says that even when I'm in the bunker, even if I hit a bad shot, I need to enjoy it. We're not enjoying what, I, what we're doing. And I really feel that God's actually calling us to repent of that. And, and, not, and, and the thing, excuse me, we're in the Afrikaans, but I think the thing that ons, what I said for ogen, what so far is, but, but Jesus said, Jesus said, net gedoen what the Father said. We move out of the grace of God and we try and enjoy life. And you're not going to enjoy life if you're not in the grace of God. So we need to hear, is Jesus leading your to-do list today? It was brilliant. Is there margins left for other people? And we struggle to give to people because we don't have that margin. So it's brilliant. Now, I really feel that we need to repent of that today. I need to repent. Because I, I run on empty. Last time I was running on empty and repenting again. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, yeah, here's the thing, we're very prideful over it. That I, I hard loop, I hard loop. I hard loop the race. 
En ek gaan wees vir die Heer, ek hardloop hier die reis. Met my oog op, sy return. But, wat ons mis is, die Heer sê, they will ask you for the hope they see in you. En ons hardloop so dat ons lyk nie asof ons hoop het nie. Because we're not running and enjoying it. We're just running. We're not resting well. We're not doing this well. And I'm not doing this well. I've heard it again this week and I'm, I'm not doing it well. We need to learn how to run and we need to repent from running out, out of the grace of God. So if, I, I feel that he needs to pray for us this morning. So if you want to join me in repenting, I want you to ask you to just move out of your chairs, just a place of saying, God, just wanna, I want to move. I'm repenting. I'm turning my back on, on running out, outside of your grace. Does that make sense? So if you need to move, take a step or two, forward, backwards, sideways.